Welcome back to the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. And on today's pod, we are ranking the best games for the D-backs from the 2021 season. And we're also ranking the rotations in the NL West. So it's a jam-packed pod as always. So let's jump right into it. You are locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Miller Thomas of Locked On Dimeback still here. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. Or just look up Locked On Dimeback symbol Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And this episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. But... As I said in the intro, we're discussing the best games for the D-backs from the 2021 season. Then we're going to wrap up the show by ranking the rotations in the NL West. I got four games for you guys, the top four games, I believe, in my opinion, from the 2021 season. Why only four games, you asked? Well, I usually do six-minute segments. I figured I'll spend three minutes uh, a piece talking about each game. So I was like, let's do four games so it evens out in terms of my time limit I have on this podcast. So... Let's jump right into the into the discussion, ranking the best games for the D-backs from the 2021 season. I don't really have a criteria for this as to why. It was really just the, the games that stood out the most in my head. There's really like sit there's like seven to ten games from this entire season that you can really recall. Seriously, because we all know this D-back season was absolutely terrible. There was not a lot of fun going on. I mean, at one point during the season, I was getting shout outs from the Lockdown Network because I did such a good job of covering the team losing, especially during those losing streaks. I did a really good job of just kind of making, making, you know, making it a comedy almost just because it was like we we're breaking records for having one of the worst teams ever. We broke the all time losing streak road record. I thought that was interesting. So I kind of played off that a little bit and I was getting shout outs from my lockdown podcast network. But when you try to think of the best games, there's really only a handful of them. You could probably make a list of 10 games, but outside of that, it's really tough. And, you know, baseball is 162 game season and there was not a lot of highlights from this past year. But I was still able to make a list of the four best games from the 2021 season for the D-backs. And we're going to start off the list. We're going to go back in time, of course. Thursday, August 12th, 2021. We got the San Diego Padres versus the D-backs. And the D-backs win this game 12 to 3. And this was Right before the Padres really start to go down a gutter, they were starting the second half, and they were like, all right, they were solid to start the second half. It was really that last, it was really after this series is when the Padres start to go in the gutter and just completely collapse. And this was the first game of the series that started the downfall for the Padres. We faced Yu Darvish this day, and Yu Darvish was someone that we faced 
earlier. We faced Hugh Darvish five days earlier, and he shut us down in that game. Two earned runs, 12 strikeouts, seven innings pitch. He just came in a week earlier and shut down the D-backs lineup. But on August 12, 2021, the same cannot be said for you, Darvish, because he got smacked around this day. Five earned runs, 2.2 innings pitch. And if you go look at Locked on Dimebacks Twitter from this day, I got some memes posted because you, Darvish, was making some hilarious faces on the mound this day. He had to leave the game with a mystery back tightness. I really think it was because he needed some sticky stuff because nothing was working for him out there on the mound. And when we saw Darvish again two weeks later, I just want to bring this up because I thought it was pretty funny. We smacked Darvish again two weeks later, so you could throw the back tightness out the window. The next time we saw Darvish, the dude wasn't the same once again. I really think the sticky stuff crackdown got to Darvish because the D-back started to kick his ass a little bit down the stretch, especially the second half of the season when the Padres needed to win some games. Offensively, when you look at this game, a guy like Paven Smith had one of his best games of the year, especially being slotted in as the number three hitter this day. He went three for five, four RBI, four, I don't know why I couldn't say that word just now, four RBIs. I kind of said it as one word, four RBIs, four RBIs. So Paven Smith had one of the best games of his season that day. Rojas and Carson Kelly as well. They each had four hits apiece. I believe it tied a career high for Rojas while it set a career high for Carson Kelly with the four hits. David Peralta had a two-run bomb as well this day. Then you had, from a pitching perspective from the D-back side, Matt Peacock had to come in as an emergency spot starter because Taylor Widener was the late scratch. Peacock, he was all right. He gave up a couple earned runs in the first two innings, but Caleb Smith came in and had a fantastic Long relief appearance. I believe he gave up no earned runs over 5.1 innings pitch. So overall, it was a great game for the D-backs. And the reason why this comes in at number four on the list is because this, like I said, was the first significant loss for the Padres. I believe this was the first start of the trend of the Padres collapse. I believe this is where it all started. The first game of this series versus the D-backs. If you go look at the... Schedule for the Padres after this game, I think there's a pretty uh, a pretty clear delineation mark between this point on and previous because after this game, the Padres are literally one of the worst teams in baseball. So I believe we can thank the D-backs for setting the Padres on this course of missing the postseason. Now, number three for best game of 2021 for the D-backs. Sunday, April 11th, 2021 versus the Cincinnati Reds. If you remember, D-backs win 7-0 over the Reds, and this was the Luke Weaver show all the way. He retired the first 17 batters of the game. He went 1-0, or excuse me, he after this game, he was 1-0. This was his first win of the season. He took a no-hitter into the seventh inning before giving up a broken bat single to Eugenio Suarez. Weaver only needed 94 pitches over seven innings, so he was extremely efficient this day. The Reds came into the game hitting 312 as a team, which was the best in majors, and Weaver just absolutely shut that down. Overall, his stat line on the day, seven innings pitch, one hit, one walk, and zero earned runs, was by far his best stat line of the season. And offensively, he had Peralta hit a home run, he had Eduardo Escobar hit a home run, 
every player in the starting lineup got at least one hit, a great offensive performance, a great pitching performance. And this was the game that made us think we were going to be in for a bounce back season with Luke Weaver. Now, it didn't happen, but this was a game that gave us a lot of hope for Weaver the rest of the season. Everyone was writing articles about how he's got his confidence back, he's got his groove back, and how it's all finally coming together for Luke Weaver. I believe that I talked about that on the pod, especially after this game, because I was... You know, potentially back in on Luke Weaver and the D-backs were only like four and six at the time. So it wasn't like we were like, oh, the D-back season is already over and we're already done. No, you're still 10 games in. We are around 500. Luke Weaver just came off a fantastic performance. And as D-backs fans, we were like, yeah, the season hasn't started off right. But at least there's some flashes from a few dudes, some indicators that maybe the season won't be as bad as we think. And it was actually even worse than maybe our expectation levels was at first. But at least Luke Weaver gave us the performance for ages in this beautiful seven-inning game against the Cincinnati Reds. So that's how we're starting off the list, number four and number three, on the best games of the season for the D-backs. But now, I want to talk to you guys about BetOnline because this episode is brought to you by BetOnline. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, total player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land going to land betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs betonline remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season and it's not just basketball betonline.net oh my god i can't talk today betonline.net is your source for hockey boxing and ufc head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions betonline where the game starts and also, thank you for making Lockdown Dimex your first listen every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. I hope you guys didn't hear my phone ring. I believe that is going to be Sully Baseball of Locked On MLB calling me right now. So I'm going to have to call him back after this pod. Actually, let me, mm, I'll send him a text after this, after this podcast. Let Sully know, hey man, sorry I missed your call, but let's get back into the podcast and let's see where we're ranking the best games from the season for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And number two on the list is actually a two-parter because if you guys remember, this was a double header. Sunday, April 25th, 2021 against the Atlanta Braves. Game one, the D-backs win 5-0. And game two, the D-backs win 7-0. We got two shutouts in one day. And this was a double header sweep of the Braves. And it was just a fantastic day. If you guys remember, you had Zach Gallen on the mound. He took a no-hitter into the sixth inning. Ended up with a seven-inning one hit, six strikeout, shutout. Absolutely fantastic day by Zach Gallon. It was also the first win of the season for the guy. So like a Luke Weaver, Gallon got his first win of the season, and he looked fantastic doing it as well. And overall, it was like not the best season for Zach Gallon. So seeing this performance early in the year, like a Luke Weaver, gave us a lot of hope and a lot of, you know, gave us hope that maybe the season is not going to be as bad as we thought, and it ended up being even worse, like I've discussed. You also had Vote and Calhoun each take the Brave starter yard in this game. 
and six of the nine hitters got a hit as well. So overall, the first game for this doubleheader, you had great pitching, you had great offense. Overall, it was a great game. Everyone got involved, and it was hard to think that this game could be topped. If the D-backs just split the doubleheader, I think we would have been happy, but not only did they have a great game one, they actually had an even better game two because for game two, you had Madison Bumgarner give us his best performance of his D-backs career. In the second game, he threw an unofficial seven-inning no-hitter, even though we all know it should be counted. Look, I don't care if you have to put an asterisk on it, but it should be counted in the record books because guess what? Gallant and Bumgarner are both going to be credited with the shutout, and both of these games are going to count as complete games as well. So it's not like other stats are not going to be affected by this. It's not like you're... Baseball wants to act like the game didn't count, even though every stat metric says it did. It says it does count. So why wouldn't you count the no hitter as well? I just think it's kind of contradictory and hypocritical why you don't count the no hitter, but you count it as a shutout and you count the game in the you know in the in the schedule and you don't really put an asterisk next to that. The fact that it was only seven innings, so don't really understand baseball's logic when not counting Bumgarner's no hitter, but. Nothing you can do about it at this point. I was still very impressed. Struck out seven batters on the day. And what was the most impressive thing about his start is he allowed no walk. Someone who struggles with command and leaves a lot of meatballs over the plate. Very happy to see Bumgarner not even give up a walk this day. And from the offense, they put up five runs in the first inning, which was basically all the team needed. Six hitters had a hit and at least one run scored. So that is very tough to do. And five hitters had at least one RBI. So basically, everyone got in on the production. And after winning the day, the D-backs had won six of their last seven games and were now a 500 team. So this was one of the high points of the season and one of the highest points of hope for the D-backs fans during the season. So after this doubleheader, I was feeling pretty good about the D-backs and definitely thinking that maybe they'll compete for a wild card spot. But of course, it did not happen. And then... The best game of the season for the Arizona Dimebacks. I believe it has to be this game. I believe we all know what we're talking about or what I'm talking about because I believe there's only one logical choice for best game of the season for the D-backs. Saturday, August 14th, 2021 versus San Diego Padres. It's the same series we talked about earlier. Game one was the start of the downfall for the Padres. Well, this might have really been the the climax or would be the opposite climax because it's definitely the lowest point I guess you could just say the lowest point but this was definitely the lowest point of the season for the Padres the anti-climax I guess you could call it because the D-backs beat the Padres seven nothing and they didn't just do that they did it in fashion with a no-hitter by Tyler Gilbert, who became the fourth pitcher and the first in 68 years to throw a no-hitter in his initial big league in his initial big league start, leading the D-backs over the Padres 7-0, as I said, and tying a record for the eighth no-hitter during the season. The majors have never had that many no-hitters, and Tyler Gilbert was able to tie the record with his, which I think is pretty cool. Only took Gilbert 102 pitches to get it done as well. So that's a that's a pretty efficient day for uh, a no-hitter, especially a guy like Tyler Gilbert. He's not really striking out dudes. He's pitching a contact. So 
he was happy to to move pretty quickly during that game because he's inducing a lot of ground balls, a lot of fly balls, and he's pitching to contact. So the fact that Tyler Gilbert was able to get no hitter, a guy who's never made a big league start before, I was very surprised to see. And the Padres were a team that was absolutely trying to win that game because they were fighting for their playoff spot. And you know who they had on the mound? They had Joe Musgrove on the mound, who threw the first no-hitter in Padres history. So the fact that they had to be no-hit against against Tyler Gilbert, a rookie, I'm sure the Padres fans were absolutely devastated by that. And the D-backs were able to get six runs off of Musgrove and knocked him out in the fifth. So if you look at the theme, the D-backs have been able to get to the Padres starters and knock them out the game early. The special feat was capped off by hell of a weekend, or excuse me, I don't even know what I was trying to say there. I, I thought I had some fancy line written down. I guess I did not. But the the special feat of the no-hitter was a hell of a week. Oh, okay. I think I know what I want to say. The special feat by Tyler Gilbert capped off a hell of a weekend for the D-backs. That's the line I have written down because, of course, it was a great weekend for the D-backs. I believe they won three straight games off the Padres, and the Padres were never able to recover again after this series, and they went down in the gutter and just collapsed. Like we all know, like we all saw, the Padres were not the same the rest of the season. I don't know exactly why it happened. There were some injuries, some poor performances, some of the play that they got earlier in the season wasn't able to be replicated in the second half of the season. But I don't want to make excuses. They got enough talent. They got enough star power. They got all-stars up and down that lineup. The, the sticky stuff cracked down. Some other things that happened during the season definitely played a factor into why the Padres were not able to make the postseason. But guess what? I was happy to not see the Padres there. I do not care. I like hating on the Padres. It's very fun. I like giving Javi Reyes of Locked On Padres crap. So glad to see the Padres not make the postseason. And we'll see if the D-backs get there anytime soon. I really doubt that that will happen. But at least we got to see the Padres collapse. Because I believe in the second half of the season, the Padres and D-backs are basically two evenly killed teams based off record. Now, we'll rank the teams We'll rank the rotations in the NL West in segment number three. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Built Bar is covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And the reason why I love them is because they taste like a candy bar when in reality, they're actually a protein bar that's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. So it's great for that keto diet. If you want your own Built Bar, just go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. This episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Wine door often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. 
And thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. Now make your second listen of the day, Lockdown MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully as he brings you his unique perspective on the majors, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the podcast and let's rank the rotations in the NL West. Now, a lot of these are projections because, of course, we still got a whole free agency we have to get to after this lockout. So a lot of this is going to change, but we're going to start from the bottom and work our way to the top with our pair with our power rankings of the rotations in the NOS and the first rotation I want to start off with is the Colorado Rockies of Hermaine Marquez, Kyle Freeland, Austin Gomber, Antonio Sendenteller, and whoever their fifth guy is because it honestly doesn't matter. I believe this is the fifth best rotation in the NOS because I don't look at this team and I don't see Excuse me. I look at this team and I don't see one number one starter in this rotation. Marquez, I think, is solid, but I think he's more of a number three and number four. Same with Senzantella. We'll see if Gomber can ever live up to a ceiling of anything because he was one of the headliners in that Nolan Arenado deal, and we'll see if he can get it together. Kyle Freeland has shown flashes in the past, but he's really only had one good season, and it might be the outlier year. It might be that 2020 short season now that I'm thinking about it. So when I look at all these guys, they can pitch deep into ball games. They can eat up innings. But all these guys kind of pitch better at home than on the road, which is kind of surprising considering we know about uh, the offensive numbers they could put up at Coors Field. So I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I don't really think this rotation is very good at all. I don't think they have a number one starter at all because when I look at the D-backs rotation, who's going to be number four on my list, at least we have a Zach Gallen, who's a number one starter. That's the thing that's missing from the Rockies rotation. They don't have that ace. They don't have the guy they could throw out there every fifth day and at least have an 80% chance of winning. Like, I don't trust anybody in that Rockies rotation, at least with Zach Gallen. If he's on the mound, I truly believe the D-backs are at least going to win that game or at least be competitive and maybe it'll come down to the last couple innings. Who knows? Madison Bumgarner, of course, he hasn't been great. If anything, he's been really bad, but at least he has pedigree. He has playoff equity, and he's been a big game pitcher. So if there's you know anyone that you could talk yourself into trusting and you know tell yourself a lie about, maybe he'll have a good start that day. Madison Bumgarner is one of those guys. Merrill Kelly, complete innings eater. I like him. He's not an elite starter, but he's definitely a quality back end rotation guy. Luke Weaver. We'll see with Luke Weaver. Hopefully he can bounce back. Of course he had a great 2019 season, but he's been. One of the worst pitchers I've seen since then. And then we don't know who the fifth starter is going to be for the D-backs. Maybe Tyler Gilbert, who we discussed today. No hitter guy. We'll see. Maybe Corbin Martin, someone who was acquired in that Zach Granke deal. Or maybe Taylor Widener, who was kind of like the fifth starter last year. And I thought he looked pretty solid. So we'll see for the D-backs. But I definitely think they're the, I definitely think they're the fourth best rotation in the NL West. But checking in, checking in at number three, I have the San Francisco Giants. Logan Webb, he's an ace, he's a stud, coming off of last year. If I'm going to say the D-backs are better than the Rockies because of Zach Gallen, well, the Giants are just as good as the D-backs in terms of their ace because Logan Webb and Zach Gallen are probably on the same tier of number one starters. But when you look at the rest of the Giants rotation, 
I'm probably taking, I, I don't even think Dale Scafani is that great of a pitcher, but I'm probably taking him over a Bumgarner or Merrill Kelly. Alex Wood is solid too. Alex Cobb, I know Ben Caspic of Lockdown Giants is pretty happy about that, but he's like a number four, number five. That one's not really making much of a difference to me. I don't really think that's a needle mover of a move. Tyler Bede might be the number fifth starter. I'm not really too sure. I just don't love the ceiling of this Giants rotation. I think it's better than the D-backs rotation because I think the floor is higher with the Del Scafani, a Wood, a Cobb. I think you'll get more consistent starts out of those three guys than the D-backs will get from Bumgarner, Kelly, or Luke Weaver. And I think Logan Webb can match a Zach Gallon. So I think the Giants rotation is better than the D-backs rotation, but I don't love the Giants rotation. I don't think it's a championship rotation. Maybe it could be a wild card rotation, but you kind of need uh, the Del Scafani's and Alex Woods to continue being better than probably their career norms. I don't know how likely that is. So Giants are safely the number three best rotation in the NL West right now. Number two, I got the Padres. You Darvish, Blake Snell, Musgrove. You still got a lot of talent there. Darvish, we'll see if he could bounce back, come back post sticky stuff lockdown and go back to being an ace. Blake Snell, he's really one of those guys that's like, he's got the talent at home last year. One of the best pitchers in baseball on the road. One of the worst. Don't know why he has splits like that, but that's the case right now. So if he can even out those splits, Blake Snell could be the best number three, number four starter in baseball. Joe Musgrove seems like the number one starter on that rotation right now. Threw a no-hitter last year, first in Padres franchise history. I like that top three. And you still got... Some talent potentially coming in with Denelson Lament if he could get back to being healthy and work his way back. He's been great in the past. Mike Clevenger is coming off injury as well, so maybe he works his way back in there. Chris Paddock has shown flashes in the past as well, so I definitely think there is a pretty solid ceiling to this Padres rotation. There's definitely some flaws, but I think there's a lot of talent there and a lot of guys where you could talk yourself into being you know, a potential all-star if everything breaks right. I don't think you could do that with the D-backs or Giants or anyone else I've mentioned so far. So because of that, I got the Padres at number two in the NL West. And then checking in at number one, of course, we got the LA Dodgers because we got Walker Bueller, got Julio Urias, and then probably David Price, Maybe Tony Gonsolin, maybe Andrew Heaney, Clay Kershaw still a free agent, Dustin Mays working his way back. But Bueland Urias as your top two starters is better than anybody else in this division. Gonsolin potentially as your number three is pretty great. Maybe Dustin May works his way back. Maybe Kershaw, like their top four, top five is still going to be better than anybody else in the division. Their top three could still, their third or fourth starter is still going to be the number two starter for the D-backs or maybe their number one starter. Who really knows? So honestly, this Dodgers rotation is still pretty stacked, even though Kershaw might not be there. And even if he is, he may not be that dude anymore. He might not be the guy that we saw when he first broke into the league the first 10 years of his career. But Kershaw still pretty good. They still got a lot of talent on this Dodgers team, especially in that rotation. David Price is definitely getting a little bit older, but he wasn't bad last year. Dustin May, if he can come back midseason and be effective, he's someone that has a lot of talent as well. And they still have a lot of young studs or Bueller, Urias, Gonsal, and May. Like, this rotation is still pretty young. It's pretty lively, and they can throw pretty hard as well. So I like this Dodgers rotation, and they're definitely number one in the NL West to me. Now, that's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. Come back on Wednesday for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!